and comments on the What's Your Opinion show do not necessarily represent those of the management and staff of WTCA. It's the What's Your Opinion show, our daily talk show focusing on you, the people, events, and issues of Marshall County. Now here's your hosts, Kathy Bodorf and Rusty Nixon. Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Guess what day it is? Julie, hey, guess what day it is? <laughs> Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? Huh? Huh? Anybody? Listen, guess what day it is? <laughs> oh, come on, I know you can hear me. Huh? Guess what today is? Huh? Hey, hey, listen, guess what today is? <laughs> Guess what day it is? Hey, what day is it, Mike? Mike, 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 Mike. Anybody? Julie. Hey, guess what day it is? It's hump day. Hump day. Hump, hump, hump day. Hump, 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 hump day. <laughs> And good morning. It's a different morning this morning. It is not Kathy and Rusty. It's Ladies Day. <laughs> yes, it is. Actually, I'm Rusty today. And I'm Kathy. <laughs> Laura Mann is joining me today because Rusty is under the weather. And I I will warn you guys right up front that I'm not very good at playing Rusty. I haven't done this on this side of the control board for a long time so that's all right uh yeah I, I might not get all the buttons pushed just right but we'll play through it and i'm not taking any phone calls today no phone um calls. because <laughs> i don't know how to operate the i don't even know where the phone thing is to tell you the truth so well, they can call in until jim yes if they want to yell at me or you yeah definitely that makes sense but please be kind uh, please it's it's kind you know now we could get used to this we could. Yeah, I mean, you know, Rusty may go on vacation, so this could be. Yeah, so you're going to have to get practiced up. <sighs> yeah, we'll see. Okay, so um, we can talk about a little bit of nose. We're going to have a guest in the show. Jenny Bennett is coming in. She is running for county clerk. So we're going to interview her a little bit later on in the show. But Aren't there quite a few candidates for county clerk? Three. For county clerk on the Republican ticket. So far, none on the Democratic ticket. But once we get through the primary, then the Democrats actually have the opportunity to fill up their slate, not with multiple candidates, but, but with one. one candidate. Yeah, so. So how does that work? So what if two people want to fill that spot? Um, I believe, Whoever gets there I first? Think, no, I think they probably like do maybe like a caucus type thing. Like, okay, you two are interested? Come speak to us at, at a meeting, and then we'll have a vote of the Democratic Party of oh, okay. who we want to represent us or something like I that. I should probably know that, shouldn't I? Me too, but I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> you know. That's I, right. I don't, and, and they could actually, I don't know, I, I don't, caucus is usually to fill a vacancy. Caucus, they might use a caucus 
and do the precinct committee yeah. men to do that? Mm. I'm not sure, Laura. Great. Throw me the bum steer first thing in the show. <laughs> oh, well. Maybe, maybe Jenny can answer that question. Yeah, we'll see. Um, so want to talk a little bit about local news. Um, I'm going to let Laura do the first thing because in our news this morning, um, it's coming up uh, before you know it, it'll be the mayor's prayer breakfast. And so I uh, got a press release yesterday from the mayor's office. Wasn't about that nice of them to send you that? It was. So why don't you talk a little bit about that? The mayor's prayer breakfast is an annual event that we do and um, it's such a cool morning. Um, it's really early. That's not cool. But <laughs> yeah, um, it starts at 630. But it's bringing the community together. And it doesn't matter what religious denomination you are, or if you're not any religious denomination. <laughs> it's just a very inspiring morning to me to see everybody come together. We, um, I need to reach out to Jan Huyen, but Operation Quiet Comfort is there and they have postcards on all the tables so you can fill out a encouraging note to send to the um troops, guy, the whoever troops that are, yeah. wherever they are stationed yeah. and so we have that and then it's just a time to come together and have great breakfast at Christos Banquet yes. Center, which is always awesome. It's always way more breakfast than you really probably should eat. But yeah. it's good. And then all the proceeds from the prayer breakfast go to the local Boy Scouts of America troops and packs. Um, In the Plymouth yes. district, we'll say. Right. And I always have boys come and they do the color guard and post the, the colors. Mm -hmm. And then I seat them throughout the room <laughs> with tables of adults that they may or may not know. And it creates a great opportunity to learn how to speak to people that you don't know. And I think that that's something that young people need to learn that skill. Yeah, they're probably like not really excited oh, about that. The first time I did it, you could you should have seen the look on these boys' faces uh, like, I don't know them. Well, you will. Sit down. <laughs> so you'll learn. Yeah. So we have a great breakfast. And then and Chris Curtis, is, his staff is always phenomenal to me that you know the room can have over 200 people in it and breakfast is served in like seven minutes or mm -hmm. something you know from beginning first person getting their plate to the last they just like descend upon the room and have huge trays and it's just cool to watch and so have breakfast and um linda star always sings, sings. yes and that's always a great thing and then we have a guest speaker and we've had all over the place guest speakers. Um, we've had Lou Nanny, who was from the Center for the Homeless and Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. We've had um, the Archbishop of the Catholic Diocese <laughs> of this area. I mean, it's just been kind of all over. They're not all hooked into a religion, a church, or anything like that, yeah. necessarily. Yeah. And so this year... It's not anyone hooked into a church, but it's someone that I enjoy listening to. And really? the mayor enjoys listening to, and he's actually been a guest here. It's Pete Smith. Now, Pete was a longtime Indiana 
basketball coach and educator. Is this this isn't the guy that This is Rusty's okay. college roommate. This is the guy that knows everything, everything about every game or whatever. It is the most to me it is mesmerizing to listen to him talk about Indiana basketball. Okay. Because he can like he could probably tell you play by play when Plymouth won the 1982 championship. He could tell you every <laughs> Every highlight of that game. I, I don't know. And it's all in his memory. It's all in his memory. He works now for a company called Performance Services, which is a consulting firm that um, does work with municipalities and things. But when the mayor and I were throwing around ideas of who to, to get, we decided that we thought Pete would be a good time. Wow. And so Pete is going to be the speaker. Um he has um, several awards that he's received over his years, and he's he's been up in this area, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. but now he lives down in the middle of the state. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So he's a great guy. I think you'll enjoy him. Um, it's just lighthearted. There's nothing gonna be incredibly <laughs> philosophical, I think, um, but it'll be a nice nice way to start your day. Um, have some breakfast, meet some young Boy Scouts. And And it coincides with the National Day of Prayer. Yes, that May 5th is National Day of Prayer. So all over the country, there'll be breakfasts and lunches going on all, you know, at the same time, basically. And um, we just all come together. I mean, this, I don't know how religious anybody is, but this whole world needs to be prayed for, I think. (sighs) With what is happening everywhere everywhere and so um, it is it is kind of scary even if it's not prayer i mean just some quiet reflection about things and good thoughts can't hurt good anybody. thoughts yes so tickets are 12 dollars a piece or um you can have a reserved table of eight for 96 dollars um your table will have your you or your company's name on it so Folks know that you were a supporter. And um, if you need a ticket, you can call me at the mayor's office at 574-936-6717. There is an event on Facebook. Um, You can check it out there. Pete's bio is on there if you want to read about Pete. Um, Also, you can message me on Facebook and I'll either hold tickets at the door for you or uh, get them to you. The doors open at 6 if you are not buying a table and you have a group of three or four or five, whatever, you're all going to want to get there at the same time. And, you know, so that Which you can is sit earlier. together. It is. Yes. So, yeah. So, that- so we try to start right at 630 because we want everybody out of there to be to work by eight or and the kids to school by eight. <laughs> yes. So we stay really right on schedule with this event um, because... We're just, I don't want anybody to say, well, I have to go to work. Well, I'll have you out of there before work. So, Good job. Yeah. Great. Okay. Yeah. So get your tickets. May 5th. It's coming up before we know it. Um, yeah. And it's a big event. It's it one is. It's one of the big kind of fun events the mayor does. Yeah. The mayor month of music are really well, fun. Yeah. But it's a different kind but, of fun. Yes. But it is still fun to get up, see people in the morning. Mm-hmm. and Yeah. I'm not start usually your, that early of a morning uh, person. Me neither. But it's it makes it okay. Although I did get up about 3.45 this morning, and I was still watching TV at f- after 4 o'clock. 
I got woke up at four o'clock when my neighbor's dogs went out and oh. all they all started to bark at the same time and I had my windows open last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got up at three forty five and opened the window because it I was hot. So I was like, I'm gonna open a window. Yeah. But yeah, um, weather wise, you know, we rain is in our forecast. Well, it was raining on me on the way here, so Jim might have okay. to take me back to the office because I didn't even bring an umbrella because you weren't because expecting? I wasn't prepared. Oh, okay. Well, it's in the car. Is that in the how that always is? <laughs> yes. It's it's always in the car if you're inside, or it's in your office when you're in the car. Well, they're and they're too heavy to put in your purse. Oh yeah, and well, carry I don't carry you. a purse, so uh, there's the problem. Yeah. Then. But um, we are going to have some kind of rain, thunderstorms, well, that it's kind of stuff. To get pretty strong tonight, all the day, and and you know. But I I looked, just looked at the National Weather Service a little bit ago, and I did not see tornadoes or anything like that. So good. I'm hoping that it stays south of us. When we were in Florida last month, we the condo that we stayed in was we were on the 15th floor. And uh, Ooh, yes. one day the, there were storm warnings on the TV <laughs> for that night. And I'm watching and I said to Kevin, I said, do you think that's going to get here? He goes, oh, yeah, seems like it's going to be pretty strong. And then there were tornado warnings like popping up <gasps> all around us. And I'm we're like, we're at the 15th floor. OK, this is how I'm going to go. This is it. <laughs> the hey. end is near. And we were right on the Gulf. On one side of the condo, and the other side was on the bay because we were out on Navarre Beach, which is an island. And um, it was crazy how loud and windy it got. <laughs> and I got up and just watched it, and the lightning would flash, and the water was just so angry. And it was like, I can't imagine what it's like when it's a hurricane. Because just how it was just during a thunderstorm, I can't imagine... The intensity of a of a hurricane. So I'm glad we don't have those here. Uh, yeah, definitely. Tornadoes are just as bad, I guess. They are. Um, I just keep keep your ear to the radio. Uh, you know, if you're watching TV, they're going to keep you up to date too. And just be prepared that if you have to seek shelter, that there that they're you have a around. plan. Yeah. Yes. Don't. I'm going to say it, but it, uh, don't be that person standing out on the deck or the porch. Oh, yeah. Watching for it. Yeah. Just go to the basement. That would be my dad. He used to do that. He'd stand out in the driveway with the garage door open, and we'd be in the basement. My mom yelling up the steps, get down here. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Another city thing that I would like to talk about. Yes? Jeff Yazel, long-time yes? employee of the city of Plymouth. Definitely. Has finally decided we've all had enough. I mean, oh, no. <laughs> He's had enough. <laughs> Yeah, he knows I'm kidding. Um, he's going to be retiring, and we're going to celebrate him on April 14th from 2 to 3 at the Wastewater Treatment Plant Conference Room. If you are so inclined, you're more than welcome to come out and wish him all the best on his retirement. Wow. I'm not sure what he plans to do. I think they oh, I have imagine a, travel. Yeah, yes. they have a big camper, and yeah. he's a big reader. He and the mayor always talk yes. about what books they're reading. That's where I, I see him. As I'm going home, I see him coming or going from the library with a, a stack of books. If I go to the library, I get one book, Yeah, and I hope I can read it. You know, they used to allow you like two weeks. Yeah. It's like, I hope I can get this done in two weeks. Yeah. 
he he has stacks of books. Yeah, people that can do that amaze me. My daughter does that. She'll have like three books going at the same time. I'm like, how do you keep track, track of everybody? Of yes. Just all read one people. at a time. She's like, well, one, one, I get bored with one and I move on to the next one for a little bit. And then I go oh back and I'm heavens. like, I would confuse the storylines and the Me people. Too. And, yeah. So. No, Jeff, uh, Jeff has been um, a city department head. I mean, I think he's worked his way up on the water side of things from being... Almost the lonely peon that had to do all the backbreaking yeah. work as a youngster, yeah. you know, to working his way up to the top dog there. Yeah. So um, yep. that's tomorrow, isn't it? It is tomorrow. Can you believe that we're halfway through April <laughs> no. already? Um, will there be any treats there? I would bet. <laughs> I'm sure there will be treats. Are they homemade treats? Or? Uh, I I was not in charge of this party. Oh, Okay. Donnie took care of this party. All right. So I can't answer that question. All right. Another city story I want to talk about, and we're going to talk about this much quicker than it actually happened at the city meeting Monday night. And that happens to be the request of basically Audrey, her husband's name is Phil, Blessing. Blessman. Blessman. And they live on Liberty Liberty Street. I have to... (laughs) I get Liberty and the Port mixed up oh, in yeah. that area, but they're well, it's they, right near the corner. Yes, they were, yeah. yes. Um, they have the duplex mm-hmm. uh, there. It's the blue duplex, and it's um, well, they're between Pennsylvania Avenue and La Porte Street, right there. And there's an alleyway there, mm-hmm. and it's been in contention. And in fact, the city actually had to take them to court uh, to get the uh, alley opened up again. Right, and that is to happen. She is to have that al- that fence removed by the end of this month. Right. Through the court order. Um, but she came before the city meeting on Monday evening with a ver- variance request to close that alley. And the, 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 it was like an hour. Yeah. The discussion. She's in Germany. Her lawyer's in Bloomington. And we're all in Plymouth. And so we're trying, you know, we're doing this technology-wise, and she's having trouble. She had put together a presentation, and she'd spent 10 hours on it, and she can't get the presentation to play over her phone. And I'm like, what are you doing on your phone? And that was kind of complicated. Yep. She felt that that was her property, that alley. Oh, yes. And so she put up a privacy fence. She actually, we got, we'll go through this. whole. She got a permit. She wanted to put up a fence. She went to the city. They went through some paperwork. Looks like there's no variance. So you can put up a fence. So she put up the fence and then the lawyer who represents garden courts dug into it farther and, and found that there actually was an easement there and she couldn't put up a fence on the easement. And they actually found out that it was, it really was not the city attorney's fault that when in transferring the property recently, the last like few lines of the deed or whatever had been omitted. And so it was more like a, a they call it a scribbler's error or whatever mm-hmm. that it had been admitted off. So when he looked at the paperwork, it wasn't there. Well, 
it took a lot of work and and they found that it was there and so he told her he he went back to them and said you know there was an error in the paperwork and you do you know you can't have the fence permit um that the city is you know pulling it back and taking it away from her mm-hmm. well she fought it and she fought it all the way to the court yeah and the judge ruled in the in the favor of the city especially when they realized that this was an error on whoever typed it up or, or this is really know. the only access back to the back of garden court yes that that's my con- biggest concern is uh, that if a, if what a if an ambulance, ambulance needed to get back there yes um there is the county purchased a piece of property at the river at the footbridge and they did that so that they could do a bank stabilization project mm-hmm. there because the bank was just falling in and the they were fearful that eventually the home was going to become, you know, too dangerous because right. there was a chance that it could go in. And so they purchased the property and they did this bank stabilization. And in that whole process, there was an al- a, a driveway at the front of the house going into the garage because mm-hmm. there's was two garages on that property and then there was a driveway off the alley in the back for another garage that was back there so it was almost like a straight through driveway and in the process of all that um there was gravel that was there there so that kind of became this little gravel pathway that some people use to access the back but it wasn't a street and it wasn't a street it wasn't an alley no it was you know and if you think about that the house had to be removed because that area wasn't stable. So why would we want people driving on yeah. it? It's, it? And it was a gravel path. That's yeah. what it was. And so that's what she wants. Her her contention was, you know, we can vacate the alley and you, they can use that gravel path back there. And so she, even her application or her, for the, the variance was... I think it was either eight or eleven pages long. Mm-hmm. I I was about shocked when I yeah that's a lot. Ended up. There's way too much information, other crap in there that you don't need. Right, and that's how the meeting kind of went. We were getting a whole bunch of crap that didn't belong with what was actually going on. Just Here's the our facts, request. Ma'am. Just the facts. Yes, um, and the city since the this had come up and it was in a public hearing, the city. There were several neighbors who were there to complain about what was going on and and what had been happening. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, after about an hour, the the mayor called for a motion and the motion was made to deny the, the request to vacate that alley. Yeah. And so now she has until the end of this month to get that fence off the uh, and actually the neighbor to the north in the yellow house yeah the fence is sitting on a portion of his property right he because he went and got his property surveyed. surveyed to figure out exactly where is my property line which she refused to look at so it was- it is it, just a crazy mess and a, made the meeting way too long and people were you know like i mean you could kind of hear the huffing and Stuff like, come on, get over with this. Let's get on to something a little more interesting. Well, and Germany is six hours ahead, so it was a pretty late night for <laughs> her to be up 
with all of that. So, yeah. So we'll see. So if she does not clear that, then the city will have to go in and clear that, and then she will be charged charged that fee. Um, and and she has until midnight on Saturday night Mm -hmm. to clear it. And of course, on Sunday the city doesn't work. So, but I'll bet you Monday morning, Monday morning, street department will be down there and. There won't be anything left. You know, that kind of brings me around to um, clean up. And it's, well, it's. Oh, it kicks off this weekend. Yeah, the countywide cleanup. Yep. Is this weekend. But in the city, if you've lived in the city a long time, you know that we used to do a biannual pickup where you just could put out as right. much stuff as yes, you wanted. A big. Twice yes. a year, spring cleanup, fall cleanup. Um, and. When we changed to Republic Services, that changed. To, so you have one large item pickup a month. Every month. Every month. So 12 times you can put out something big. If you have something large that you want picked up, you need to call Republic Services and make arrangements to have that done. Because it's not your regular trash guy that's picking that up. Right. It's someone else with a, a different truck. Because um, you can't throw a mattress in... You know, your hopper. And, truck. Yeah. yeah. So they, they send a different truck to get those kind of things. So you need to call Republic Services and make those arrangements. And they it may tell you like, oh, I'm sorry, we can't do it this week, but we right. can do it next week. So and please don't put your item out until the night before, because then it becomes like almost a code enforcement issue. You know, if you've got a bunch of stuff laying out there for over a week, you're going to get the attention of the code enforcement officer. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you that I've been getting a lot of complaints about things being out, and the code enforcement officer has been out a lot. And once you get a code enforcement letter, you have 10 days to get that cleaned up. And then the city comes and cleans it up, and then you get charged for that cleanup. And there's no reason to do have to have it that way. Just call Republic Services and make the... Request to have them come pick up your things. There was a mattress or a box spring, I'm not sure which, at near the intersection of Jefferson and Center Street Sunday. And I don't know what Jim and I were doing, but we went to look at something or whatever. And when we were coming back, it's laying in the street. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they wanted to get rid of it. It. I think had been maybe laying standing up against the tree. Oh. And it was a wind a more windy day and it had fallen over and it's laying out in the street. We had to drive around it. It was in the driving path. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, uh, yeah, they probably have it out for the trash, which does not come in the city until Wednesday and Thursday. I think our trash days here. Yeah. Tuesday and Wednesday. Tuesday and Wednesday. Okay, I yeah. can't keep track because yeah. I have a different service now. Um, but uh, you know, it's and like, they probably mm, hadn't called for their large item pickup. Yeah, probably not. So, so please call for your large item pickup. You can put it out once a month, um, which is better than having to put it all out at once. Yeah, once or twice a year. Yeah, you just you don't have to have that great big cleanup once a year. You can just do a little bit each month and. Get rid of your stuff. Yeah. But you get rid of the lazy boy this month, next month, you get rid of the couch and yep. you know, then the mattress and And you know, I understand that sometimes people will say, Well, I put it out and that somebody'll take it. I don't need to worry about calling. Somebody'll take it. No. Well, no one's taking your old mattress. 
Right. Nobody's taking that broken down couch that has a tear in it. After it's rained. Right. On it for two days. Yeah. Yep. So that's, um, I know that it upsets some people that we don't do that anymore, but the cost of the tipping fees of taking, of doing that, you know, that cleanup yes. was just huge. It got to be too expensive. And so we just, this is the way we have to do it now. So I think it's a good thing. And I will tell you, and I probably don't, I'm sorry, I'm going to do this, but if your neighbor has got a terrible, terrible mess in their yard and they're not cleaning it up, you know, that is a code enforcement issue. If you let me know, you know, I will forward that on. <laughs> or, you know, you can get online and send a message to the code enforcement officer. So, wow. you know, I, I just, I want our city to look nice. And if everybody just does a little bit, you know, take care of your own stuff. And that's, that's right. If everybody takes care of their own stuff, then it'll be, it'll be beautiful. Well, well. That's that's what the whole thing is with the community challenge to make this whole county mm-hmm. in the next between uh, Saturday and the end of the month is what's going on is this big cleanup push. So I am we're working towards I don't know if anybody remembers back in the day when the JCs were here. Oh, yes, I do. They would clean up up downtown with the fire hoses in the spring in the spring they would spray off the sidewalks and the Mm -hmm. street gutter and got all that gravel that gets accumulated Mm -hmm. and cigarette butts and leftover leaves and that kind of stuff all washed out and we you know the street sweeper they do a great job of going around but this is like major power washing (laughs) basically (laughs) so we're working and hoping to do that um, the 24th. Oh, good. That's on a Sunday. Okay. So that there's, you know, less cars, less Downtown. traffic. Yeah, that'll definitely help. Yep. So And no businesses will be open. So we're not <laughs> like you walk out of a business and end up getting sprayed off. So, yep. So. Um, I also want to let folks know that the uh, Lincoln Junior High 8th grade robotics team Tonight, they are doing their community um, event. They're showcasing the robots that they have made. Um, for They're actually going to the world competition. And um, that will be in Dallas, Texas it, next month. And so they are raising money. It's like $7,000 to get How them there. How exciting is that, though? Oh, it is for them. I mean, junior high kid getting to go to Dallas for something that they, like, love to do. Exactly. I can't imagine having... I mean, it, it's, it just really is a neat thing. And, you know, these kids have created this robot on their own. I mean, there's no teacher or coach that... Oh, says, okay, no, no, you need to do it like this. No, yeah. they do their own thing as long they coaches are there to make sure they're safe. Right. And and they all brainchild this. This is a five member team and they all put their brains together and come up with the design and mm-hmm. make it be able to do the task that is at hand. Right. And so um tonight at six thirty in the Lincoln Junior High gymnasium. Um, folks are invited to come and see these kids in action. And then, uh, obviously, when you come into the door, there will be an opportunity for you to help them out. 
Uh, there is no cost to attend, but if you would like to, you know, help on their trip. Make a donation. Yeah, you can do that. And um, you'll even get an opportunity to, like, drive a robot around. Well, that's exciting. So, yeah. So come plan to come um, tonight there. And then also they're having coming up on Tuesday, the 19th of April. They're going to do a Hacienda Give Back Night. Oh, great. So uh, right now they're actually selling Hacienda gift cards, which also goes to their fundraising. So um, if you are interested, you can call the Lincoln Junior High at 574-936-3113. Or you can stop in and and make your arrangements for that. So um, it's always another easy go out to dinner. It's an easy way to... uh, you know, support these kids. Oh, yeah. So, and, and that's supporting kids at that age, I think, is pretty important. That That's really a crossroads in a kid's life, I think, is that junior high level. They're like kind of that's make right, or break. Yes, that's where you decide which path you're yes, going to go down. Exactly. Yeah. I, I do believe that. I'm sure that if, you know, if they would love some sponsorship from local businesses, um, if yes. you would like to make a donation, I'm sure that they would gladly accept seven kids two coaches flying to dallas texas and then obviously they it's like a four-day event so they have hotel rooms they have food food. um and hopefully while they're in dallas they get to go and uh, see something cool yeah see something and that's where kennedy was shot so you would hope that they would get to go to that museum or something so yeah uh just a way to help out some kids and then, Laura, the last thing I want to mention, I don't know, you know, this one is one of those things like Rusty would want the rest of the story. But Tuesday morning, about 1130, the Plymouth police were dispatched to 800 East Jefferson Street for a medical call. And I actually, you know, I I told Jim, I said, what's going on? Because there was a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, there was the ambulance went and the police went and all that. And this is the only thing I got off of it. But after further investigation, it was discovered that 32-year-old Riley Thatcher had heroin in her possession. Holy cow. And she was arrested and booked into the Marshall County Jail for possession of heroin. So it's like, what's the rest of the story you on know, this? Drugs are scary to me, but heroin is like really scary. Holy cow, scary. It's been a lo- a- around for a while. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, that's that seems like the the very scary one, so... Okay, we are going to, oh, you know, the one thing I didn't do, what is today, Wednesday? You don't know how to take a break? Uh, Well, I kind of do, but I forgot to look in the box for the prize. So, today is... Did you want me to sing the Jeopardy song? Yeah, please. (laughs) No, everybody's out there going, no, no, please don't sing. Um, While you're looking, I'll, um, we can talk about this. Okay. The Delta Theta Tau sorority is doing runway for wellness style show and luncheon. Now, my mom was in Delta, and I can remember oh. they always had a style show and luncheon, and it was a very cool thing. I mean, like, Boswers was who did the yes. clothes. Yes. And I think I even was in that a, one time. A model? Yeah. How about that, How Laura? How funny is that? Uh, Saturday, April 23rd at Christo's Banquet Center. The doors open at 1030. The event is from 11 until 2. All proceeds go to the Cancer Association of Marshall County, and tickets are $35. Um, They are available for purchase 
um, Paula Neidlinger probably could get yep. you tickets. She's if you the need one them. who was on the show. So um, check that out if you nice little ladies day. Sure. Go. Kind of a fun thing. Yeah. All right. Our prize today is a ticket to the Tyner Oddfellows Fish Fry. Mm-hmm. It is happening on Friday at the Plymouth Wesleyan Church. This is a drive through only fish fry. Tickets are $12 and dinner includes uh, the fish, french fries, coleslaw, and a dessert. So I have a ticket. It's a sit down. Oh, it's a sit down? Drive through and sit down too. They're trying to do this. Oh, well, the ticket said, ticket said drive through. Well, I like only. that so, idea because well, I'm. COVID's drive through fr- fish by the time you get home. Is, yeah, I, I, I like to sit down. And see my see your friends. That's right. So it's it's kind of like the cultivation of the Lenten season. So yeah. it's this this last Friday fish fry. So yeah, um, it's a it's for this Friday from four until seven. And I Rusty uses those little triangle dice. I hate those dice. At, well, evil. I'm using a big dice. So okay, we'll see. Okay, caller number two. Woo. <laughs> Call quickly five seven four nine three six four zero nine six. That's five seven four nine three six four zero nine six. Be caller number two for the fish tickets. WTCA. The Belmart BP station at the corner of Michigan and Jefferson Streets in downtown Plymouth not only provides BP fuel to keep you moving down the road, but they can also keep you moving throughout the day. Some gas can cause nasty dirt deposits to build up on critical engine parts, dragging your fuel economy down and leading to unexpected trips to the mechanic. All grades of BP gasoline have Invigorator, a cleaning agent that helps defend your engine against dirt to give you more miles to the tank, and that means more easy going for you. And how about the fuel you put in your own tank? The Belmart BP station has Gatorade Thirst Quencher, two for $3.50, or the new Buy a Boost. It's a Wonder Water, a plant-based energy drink, two for $4. Check out the Belmart Coffee Bar with hyper-caffeinated Jamaica Me Crazy, Blueberry Muffin, or Decaf Coffee. Plymouth Belmart BP opens at 4 a.m. for all you early birds. Are you looking for a new hauler for trash removal? When you choose Apex Waste, there's no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, no taxes, and no hidden cost. What they say is what you pay. Apex Waste is not only a local, family-owned and operated company, but a company dedicated to reliable, friendly service, meeting and exceeding expectations. Call Apex Waste at 574-896-APEX. That's 574 574- Eight nine six twenty seven thirty nine. And we're back live again because I don't know how to play the music. I mean, I could play a Star Wars theme or a laugh or a, no. there's some buttons here for me, but there's no music buttons. So Ta-da-da! we're back. You know, I'm a little disappointed because Rusty always has a new Thunderstruck version. Oh, for me because you know that's my walk-up music but since i'm you oh, i guess yeah. i don't get walk-up yeah, music i'm I don't just have here any walk-up music congratulations debbie h she was our winner and we do have a guest with us in the studio this morning we have debbie or jenny bennett with us uh, jenny is one of the three ladies 
running for county clerk. So good morning. Oh, wait, I got to turn your microphone on there. See, I tell you, I'm not, not used to being over here. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. So, Jenny, tell us a little bit about who you are. Um, where did you go to high school? Bremen. Oh, so did you grow up in the Bremen community most of your life? Most of my life, yes. Okay. Um, Where'd you meet your sweetheart? Um, he showed up at my house on a snowmobile. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that's wow. a story. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a neighbor of ours. He was a friend with a neighbor of ours. Um, and uh, they just stopped by because I have five sisters. And oh, said, hey, geez. you know, anybody want to go for a ride? And so um, I jumped on with my husband <laughs> and uh, one of my other sisters rode with a neighbor and um, the rest is history. Wow. <laughs> that's kind of a neat. Yeah. Those going. were some smart boys. Six yeah. girls in one house. Those yeah. odds were pretty good for yeah. them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So um, after high school, what did you do? Um, I worked for NIPSCO. Oh, wow. Out of high school. Well, actually, I had a job lined up there. Then they went on their strike, their their 10-month strike. (laughs) Um, So I did work for David Holmes um, in Bremen for a short time. And then once um, the strike was over, they called me back in. And so I worked there um, for 12 years. Uh, I worked... You know, in the billing, customer service, mm-hmm. cashiering, that type of thing. Oh, you got to deal with all those happy people who come in and got <laughs> shut off and, yes, yes I yes. can't pay my bill, that stuff. That was, that was the hard part of it, but it was also uh, rewarding when you could help them, you know, give them extensions, help them with their payments so that they could restore their service. Well, that's so. good. So um, after that... Well, I stayed there for 12 years, like I said. Then I, um, we had our uh, two of our daughters at that time, and so I wanted to work part-time. More girls. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, so I was working part-time there for a couple years, and then they started closing offices because I was in the uh, office downtown here on, mm-hmm. on the corner of Michigan yes. Street. We, that's what we, we still call that the Nipsco yeah, building. it is. Yep. <laughs> well, yeah. Yes. So, um, and so then my job was eliminated as part time. Um, so then I worked um, for 18 years for a company in Bremen. Um, it was ET Products, and I worked in the sales department um, for the sales department and um, accounts receivable. Um, and that was the perfect job. With I job shared with one of my sisters. Oh wow! Um, okay. So you know, if I wanted to go on a field trip or what, we could flip flop days. Oh, that's and nice. Our kids were sick or whatever. So yeah, so that was really nice um, with the girls. And then, well, we had two girls really close together. And then seven years later, we had a third one. <laughs> so I always said that was God's sense of humor because yeah, <laughs> that was not in our plan. Um, but it, it you know turned out to be a really good thing. Um, so, cause I was just ready to get back into the workforce full time, um, because they were in first and third grade. Mm-hmm. And so then it's like, well, I guess I'm going to be part time for a while yet. So, um, and then once she was, um, getting in high school age, you know, we had college with the other two. Uh, yes. <laughs> so it was like, okay, I need to get back into the workforce full time. And I've been at the County since January of 2014. Okay. Wow. So um, and what, where, where, where do you work in the county office? I am currently in the prosecutor's office. Okay. So, um, I worked in the clerk's office, um, originally, 
And then I went to the auditor's office for several years, um, which that gave me a lot of good experience with a lot of different areas in the county um, with the budgets and financial things. Um, when I was in the um, auditor's office, I was the settlement deputy, which that job you are responsible for um, calculating and getting out the tax bills to you know all the taxpayers. Yes, um, and then also distributing all of the tax dollars that comes in to the towns, the schools, libraries. So, so twice a year you have like. Ah, all of yes. this money is coming in yes. at two times during the year. Mm -hmm. And then you've got to figure out, okay, who yeah. gets how much? <laughs> it was really okay. fun to give away that much money. Uh, <laughs> people always liked you then, didn't yes, they? Yes, they did. Yes. They did. So, yeah, so I, I did really enjoy that. That I did payroll for a short time while I was in the auditor's office also. Ugh. So That can be yeah. a challenge. That was challenging, uh, yes. Especially... With so many employees that are involved in the county and everybody, you know, every day there's somebody who's either sick or on vacation, I would imagine. So trying to keep that all straight yes. um, had there been a challenge. Approximately 260 employees. Wow. Yeah, so. that, that's a lot. Mm -hmm. So your, your time in the clerk's office, because you're running for clerk. So let's talk a little bit about that. What did you yes. do when you were in the clerk's office? I worked in the traffic um, department, I guess you would oh, say. Where, where, where the more happy people? Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, because I did have the responsibility at that time of suspending um, <laughs> those. Well, you know, that's just the way it goes. <laughs> Pay your ticket, <laughs> or <laughs> you will be sorry. <laughs> right. So, um, and um, we also everybody was kind of responsible for their own. Um, records or orders you know making sure that those were um secured and because you know part of the clerk's job is securing all the court documents mm -hmm. um you know permanent if or whatever the um a lot of time is so um and the clerk's office also deals with a lot of um paperwork that comes from upstairs in the courtrooms right and goes back and forth people file with can file downstairs and it has to get sent upstairs and so there's a lot of back and forth in that building um that happens there yes now that's changed a lot with the e-filing um you know you don't have the actual you don't paper. have so many you don't have so many uh secretaries from all the lawyers offices traping in at 3 30 to hurry and get this paperwork filed before the end of the workday Right. I mean, it has also changed how the prosecutor's office works with, yes. with the courts and the clerk's office. Um, you know, my job in the prosecutor's office right now is opening and e-filing all the new cases. Okay. Um, so, you know, it used to be that you would take those files over every day and have to, you know, shuffle the papers. Mm -hmm. and now it's all done electronically. So um, I still do um, daily um, rounds over in the courthouse. Um, usually there is something that has to be maybe signed by a judge um, or uh, there are, are still some paper paperwork things that have to go back and forth. That's, uh, you know, so, that's the one thing um, when the prosecutor, Nelson Chipman, was at one of the recent commissioner's meeting. Um, he, 
He said, as much as we try to go paperless, there are just some things that are required to be on paper and they're required to be kept forever in the prosecutor's office. So cases that are long done with it, but you have to keep that paperwork forever. And they were talking about storage and he said, you know, this is about people who are dead now that we still have to keep all this paperwork. So, right. Uh, it, there's still a lot, there's still paperwork that happens. Um, and, and the clerk's office does have to deal with a lot of different people, um, that are coming in. Also child support would be another one. Um, I was fortunate to receive child support once in a while. (laughs) So, you know, um, I, I know kind of knew what that process was way back in the day. Um, but you know, guys still have to pay child support or, or women now pay child support. So that's another thing that's handled in the clerk's office. And there's a, 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 like a special deputy or one person that primarily does that. There are two deputy clerks that handle the child support. Okay. Yes. How many employees are in the clerk's office? There are nine. And are are they pretty much uh, multi-trained so they can do more than just their job if somebody's out? Yes, they are. They have a good staff in there right now that works well together. and, Mm -hmm. And, yeah, you don't have to worry it's like, uh-oh, you know, somebody's home with their sick kids today. Um, uh, what are we going to do? It's kind of yeah. like me. No, uh, we no can't it's do not this that today. way. <laughs> yeah, not that way at all. Uh, well, that's a that's a good thing. Um, and um, so then the, the clerk's office also does some kind of things that you wouldn't think about. But, I mean, you have to handle marriage licenses. Right. Uh, that are happening here in the county. Passports. Passports. That's yeah. another big mm-hmm. one that you know that requires people to come into the clerk's office. Yeah, it's a very busy office, and oh. I I did enjoy the busyness of that office when I was there. Um, yeah, there's just a lot going on all the time in there. There's always somebody moving around. It seems like, and then with the election, you know, right now it's busy with the election, early voting. So. That's which that's another thing that the clerk is deeply hands-on with not a deputy i mean there it we do have an election deputy there but the clerk does so much of that work uh with the election board right yes and uh that there's a whole process that goes through with that now i'm sure that there's not really a good backup train so you wouldn't have really the experience uh, of knowing know how that happens or whatever you'll be you'll have you'd be like in training as that election comes through right i mean um there is the state provides a lot of training um of course for new um elected officials um and then um I mean, you've got your election board and the absentee board i mean those People have run that for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely going to be a lot to learn. Um, I have spoke with Debbie, you know, the current clerk. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I were elected, I would like to be able to, you know, have time with her before she leaves. And, and she's very open to that and um, really wants to see the next person succeed. And, and, you know, she said she has lots of notes. And I'm like, okay, good, because I'm a visual person. And <laughs> so... I think what, that's, I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
What made you decide to take on this task? I mean, did you just wake up one morning and say, you know what, I think I want to be the clerk? <laughs> uh, no, I, I did not decide overnight. Um, it was something that I thought about and prayed about for a, a period of time. Um, it is a big responsibility. Um, and I felt like it was the next step for me at the county, um, just with the experience that I've gained at the county. Um, and um, I also, I just with the way things are um, in the world right now, I just, I want people to vote. I want people to be involved. And you have to, um, you know, make sure that you take your responsibility and your right to vote and, and follow through with that. Mm-hmm. I always say that if you're going to complain about something, you better have voted. Yes. <laughs> if you don't yeah. vote, then you, you need to keep your mouth shut. <laughs> yes. But That's people bad. don't do that. <laughs> no, unfortunately, they don't. I mean, it, it, our, the future, is, it's going forward. I, you know, when I look at my grandkids, and, you, you know, you think, what, what are things going to be? How are things going to mm-hmm. be? Um, and, you know, we, we just have to vote. And but People need to get out and vote. That's for sure. That, that's a, um, something. And, that, and right now, if you haven't registered, you can't vote in a primary right now. Right. Uh, we're only having a Republican primary. Um, and there are several uh, races on the ticket. Um, but the clerk's office has the most candidates. So there are three candidates for this position. So what puts you maybe in a, in a different frame from the other candidates? Have you looked at them, their profiles, and seen things that you feel that favor you more? Uh, I'm not going to say that anyone is lacking, um, but I do feel that my experience with the county and just several different aspects of county government. Um, and I'm proficient in the software that is used in the clerk's office and by the courts. Um, we use it in the prosecutor's office. Um, also having done payroll, because you're in charge of your staff's payroll, I, I have uh, that um, experience and that software knowledge. Um, and then from the auditor's office, the um, financial software for the budget um, and claims um, I think all of that and and you know experience I mean there's there's no other way to gain that other than having worked mm-hmm. that uh, so I think that is something that sets me apart um, I think you know that's one thing that um, folks maybe don't think about when they're preparing to make a decision on the ballot but Budgets are a big thing, um, and the clerk's office actually has a few, a couple of different budgets that um, that they work with, um, and they have to put together each year. So there, there's a, a budget process that happens, and it's lengthy. It starts mm-hmm. in June and doesn't finish up until October. Um, and getting that budget put together is one thing that you have to do, and then present it uh, to the council. Uh, with basically like this is why I really need a new the copier seems to be the biggest thing right this is why I need this ten thousand dollar copier because it does this and this and this and our old one is on its last legs it's uh, from this year and it's you know we're spending this kind of money on parts and that kind of stuff so you know you have to be able to sell your budget to to the council 
the nice thing is when you come in, your budget is already set for the year. Yes, so, that first year. So, so, yeah. So you don't really have to jump into the budget until June-ish. Uh, you come in uh, in January, and in June, you're thrown to the budget process. Right. Yeah. Well, and you'll have gone through a primary prior to that. So you, you come in, and you <laughs> jump, jump into a primary. Jump feet first into the hot seat, it seems like. Um, and the other thing you mentioned, and, and I really didn't think about it, but... Uh, the claims process, um, you know, each department has expenditures. Right. And you don't write your own checks to pay the bills for your department. You actually send those to the auditor's office. And there's a way to do that. Right. Um, a, a, there's a, a claim form and it has to be submitted by a deadline so that it can get approved by the commissioners. And there's a whole process for that, too. So that experience uh, of, you know, knowing when the claims have to be in and how the form has to be filled out. I, 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 we get to see once in a while up on the screen, the claim forms and, you know, some of them are typed and some of them are handwritten and some of them are scribbled. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, you have to put on there like the, this is my budget. This is the line item. This is how much money I have in my budget. This is, you know, and it's, yeah, it's, you, you you do have to know what what you have and uh, you know what you have to get through the year with that budget. Uh, when I was in the auditor's office too, I did back up the claims. Oh. Um, you know when someone was off on leave, or mm -hmm. um, so I saw that side of it too, getting the the check out the door and oh. working with the departments <laughs> and trying to work through the claims. All those numbers are changing, too. All the line item numbers are changing yes ours is today oh really yeah our system is going down at one o'clock today so on a side <laughs> note if you need to pay your water bill you need with a credit card you need to do it before one o'clock today or wait till tomorrow oh lord so yeah the state is changing all the line item numbers that state has a lot of power that's for sure mm -hmm. um the clerk though i think a lot of people just feel like the clerk basically is the uh, the paper handler for the courts upstairs. Um, is that still the process uh, in the clerk's office that you handle the the papers like the coming? Well, that you talked about the e files. So, do they e file still into the clerk's office first, and then the clerk forwards them upstairs? That's yes. So the prosecutor initiates the case, um, which is what I do now. Uh, then it, it is sent to the clerk's office. They have to do their side of it. Um, and then it is pushed up to the courts. And then so. once it's been dealt with in the court system and it's been ruled on, then it comes back down to you to, For, I don't want to say dispose of. <laughs> For permanent record keeping. keeping. And then, of course, if somebody is, you know, has a judgment against them, a financial thing, They've had to pay that financial piece through you guys. Right. So, there's, yeah, there's a lot of um, payments, fines, and fees that are collected in the clerk's office. I didn't, you know, I didn't really think about that, but you've got people paying traffic tickets over here. You have uh, child support payments coming in here, and then you have court payments coming in to, yes. to keep all that separate, mm -hmm. but then also get it all into the bank when it has to go to the bank. It could, <laughs> 
would definitely be a challenge, I would think. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't thinking about how much money fi- that would actually throw, flow through that department. Yeah, definitely. The, the staff there is busy. It, the problem is that all that money just comes in and flows yeah. right out. That's, you know, it's not like it's, you know, they it a, doesn't go into your budget necessarily. Yeah. Right. They have a drawer they have to balance daily and, um, and bank deposit daily. Does the clerk's office handle um, grants and all of that paperwork? That no, okay. Most, uh, I, the clerk's office doesn't have any grants that I'm aware of. At this but uh, time. like the other departments or no, okay. that those were through the auditors. Okay. Office. Um. Oh, Laurie, it, it triggered me to ask her something. Now I, I need Oops, a sorry. pen to write it down because you said something and that's like, oh, that's something I should ask her grants oh the perpetuation fund the clerk does have a perpetuation fund which is a a a tiny bit of money that comes off of uh different uh maybe traffic tickets we'll say you know we'll just say that your traffic ticket was 50 bucks and then the clerk may get three dollars of that traffic ticket say that goes into and i don't know that they get them off of traffic tickets but there's there's some way she gets some money off of fi- documents filed or something like that, and she has a perpetuation fund that then is used. I, I know the the big part about it is is, is storing documents and uh, keeping secure documents um, that she can use a lot of that money for. Well, I know right now there's um, still a paper file that is mm-hmm. kept um, and stored in the basement. Um, and then they also scan the oh. documents in with um, the thought being, okay, so if something were happened to our internet or our you know software, you still have the paper okay. copy. Uh, if some natural disaster would happen, then we've got it in the cloud. Yeah, which makes good sense. You have two backups, so, really, then. Right. Um, and when we were talking about the election, um, the clerk also takes care of the voting machines, um, getting the ballots set so that when people go in, um, it you know that everybody's name is spelled right, and it, you know when you push the button, that the the vote gets counted and all that, and um, then afterwards when it's all done and over with, there's there's a high security on on that stuff. Yes. Um. Preparing the voting machines is a big process. Um, they go in on Saturdays prior. Um, I believe um, there's like 95 machines in our county. Um, and so they have to, you know, program them with the ballot mm-hmm. um, and, um, you know, test. I'm not sure what yeah. all the testing is. But um, and then after they have everything in place and secure, they secure them all with a seal. They're stored in a room, a locked room, with a security camera. <laughs> so um, there really is no way for them to be tampered with. Um, that seal remains on the machines until election morning. And they're taken out by a Republican and a Democrat, Democrat together. Yes. Yes. So that they're... And they're set in place and uh, that kind of stuff. So it really is um, a process. And for folks who feel like there's 
could be tampering of voting here in Marshall County. I feel very confident that uh, we are doing, taking every step possible to make sure that there will be nobody getting in. And when we vote, even though we're voting on a machine, that what we're voting is not hooked up to the internet. That's yes. I wanted to make sure that was clear too. Now, yes. when it's, you sign in, that piece is hooked up to the internet, so that you can only sign in at one right one location and vote. The i the iPads right at, yes because they have to scan your license um, in, and that is to to you know secure, verify right sure that you aren't going to vote in Plymouth and then run to Bremen and vote right. But the so, machines themselves are not hooked up to the internet. No, they are electronic, but not hooked up to the internet. Right. So they have but, to come back to the, that night. That's a long night for the, or long day and right. evening for the clerk. Yes. Um, because voting starts at six a.m. So I'm guessing the clerk has to probably be there in the clerk's office between four thirty and five, and you you don't know exactly when you're going to get out, depending on what kind of a an election turnout we have and if there are any issues with any voting machines and i mean you would think with this all being so electronic it would you know be an hour and a half and we're done but it doesn't always work that way (laughs) right right it it Uh, is a challenge i know they're um coming in 2024 they're all the machines are going to have now a paper uh trail in them we currently have i believe 20 machines that have that um so that is just another way um the voter can be um sure and secure you know that their vote is secure because you can see before you push the final button on the paper because you know sometimes you have to go back to you know screen and then you're like okay did it save what i Mm -hmm. um and so you'll be able to view it is my understanding interesting so we've talked about a lot of things this morning. Is there anything that you would like to say that we haven't touched upon? Um, let's see. Put you on the spot. <laughs> yeah, you are going to well, put me on I the mean, spot. You know, and I feel really bad because I've had several candidates come in and they've got tons of notes. And then I'm like, okay, I asked too many questions. Maybe they, they just let you you talk for a little bit. Right. Well, you know, I know the one thing I wanted to say is the primary election is really important um, for those of us on the ballot um, because, you know, it's like you need if you don't get through the primary. And a lot of people I know, you know, they'll say, yeah, I'll vote for you. When is that? In November. And it's like, no, it's May 3rd. So um, so I just would encourage um, everyone. And, and there are lots of contested races in mm-hmm. Marshall County. So, um, you know, just to make May 3rd or, you know, the early voting is um, going on now in the clerk's office, plus there'll be some Saturday morning voting. Um, so, I, you know, I just really encourage people to get out and vote. Um, in, it could be in reality that you're actually voting for the clerk because is- there could be a very good chance that there will not be a Democratic challenger in the fall so when you go to vote, you can be voting that final piece. So don't sit back and, oh, it's just a primary. It's it's an important election that's coming up. And not voting in the primary, you may not get through the person that you, you just assumed would be on the ballot in the fall. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Very so, that, so that is, is um, very important. Uh, 
So May 3rd, it's 6 a.m. to 6 p.m.? Yes. And the locations are... All over. All, All over. over. <laughs> yeah. There are 12 precinct, I, or voting, voting, voting sites. Voting centers, yeah. Um, here in Plano. Knights of Columbus is... Yes. And o- Older Adult that. Services, I believe. They've moved it off of the armory. Uh, to uh, the older adults. Look, she's got the yeah. list. Yes. Um, yeah, the Life Enrichment Center, um, Knights of Columbus, and Marshall County REMC. Okay. Are the Plymouth, Plymouth ones. Plymouth ones, yes. But, but if you but, work in Bremen, you can vote. Even though if you yes. live in Plymouth, but work in Bremen, you can vote in Bremen. Yes. That's the advantage of the voting centers. Uh, I loved when Marshall County, and that is not a statewide, that's a county decision. Mm-hmm. Um, the early voting is a statewide, you know, a mandate, I guess you'd say. But um, the voting centers is a choice by the county. So for me, I live in, you know, Bremen, but I work in Plymouth. So it just made You have the so option yes. yeah, of, of either place. Yes. Um, yes. Which it, it makes it a lot nicer. And, and the clerk's position is a countywide position. So everybody in the county, all of the vote centers will have um, that race on the ballot. Some of the county council people, they're only in their districts. So while we have interviewed three or four, uh, three of the the candidates so far, uh, there's eight altogether, um, those are only in districts. So for you, you're, you're looking at everybody in Marshall County to get to the polls and vote for you. I'm hoping so. Yes. Very good. Yes. So, um, yeah. Okay. Just... So May 3rd, get out and vote. May 3rd. Or yes. keep your mouth shut the rest of the year. <laughs> four, four more How years. About, yeah, that's right. It is a four-year term. Yeah. It is a four-year term, and there is a term limit on that, too. Two, two, two terms. So yeah. you could be in eight years. Yes. And that's why Debbie is done. She's done her eight years. So right. That's, she, she can't be there again. So, yeah, that's why it is an open position this year. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Anything else you want to tell uh, our, our listeners? Uh, I think that pretty much covers it. I mean, I am very excited for the opportunity. Um, I think I am prepared for it. Um, and I, yes, I just encourage everyone to vote. All right. Very good. Great. Thanks for coming in. We appreciate Jenny Bennett. She is running on the Republican ticket <laughs> in the primary for the office of clerk. I don't know, clerk of the courts or some fancy name like that. All right, Jenny. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. FM 106.1 and AM 1050 WTCA. At Co-Alliance Propane, we treat our customers like neighbors because it's exactly what we are. Co-Alliance isn't some company across the country. We're across the county. We work, play, and live right here in Marshall County. With programs like Summer Fill, Budget, and Fixed Price, you can choose the program that works best for you. Visit co-alliancepropane.com for more details, including 50 free gallon offers for new and existing customers. Co-Alliance Propane, seriously local. Are you looking for a new hauler for trash removal? When you choose Apex Waste, there's no long-term contracts. 
No hidden fees, no taxes, and no hidden cost. What they say is what you pay. Apexed Waste is not only a local, family-owned and operated company, but a company dedicated to reliable, friendly service, meeting and exceeding expectations. Call Apexed Waste at 574-896-APEX. That's 574-896-2739. It's never over till the listener gives his view here on What's Your Opinion on WTCA in Plymouth. Call now, 574-936-4096, or tell us what you think or text, 574-307-6647. Now here's Kathy and Rusty. And it's not Kathy and Rusty today. It's the girls' show. Yes, it's Kathy and Laura today. Yeah. Thanks for tuning us in. Sure. Uh, yeah, it's a little it's a little bit different today because I am sitting on the other side of the table and I haven't you're sat over here. F- yes. That's what I tell Rusty. Well, you're the one over there on the controls. So I, you know, it's like, okay, we can do this. I, I can get through this, but it's not what I had planned for the day. You know, we should probably talk about dinner last week. Oh, Jim was just telling somebody about where we went to dinner last week. Well, hi, Jim. Why don't you talk over there on the microphone? The listener wants to know if you could tell them how to get a absentee vote. Ballot? No, mm. yeah. Call the clerk's office? Yes. That's what I would do. I think that's... I used to know the clerk's office from there. I'm looking it up. <laughs> okay, you check it out. Um, so... There's like a couple of options. There is an absentee ballot where they will mail it to you. You fill it out and then you mail it back in. And then there's also the absentee board. If you are homebound and can't get out, they will come to you and vote vote you there. So that my dad, my dad when he was alive, did both. Um, I thought it was easier to have them come. I, I, f- I find that the absentee ballot on uh, is kind of complicated in um filling it out unfortunately there was somebody there one of his caregivers was there the one day when we looked at it because he's like okay you do it so i had to tell him okay here's the candidates who you want and i and i i was having a hard time figuring the whole thing out but the number for the marshall county clerk is 574-936-8922 8922. Call the clerk's office. Call the clerk's office. And and they will direct you in the right direction. We don't want to give you the wrong information. Uh, Not really. That would be bad. Oh, look, Jim's coming in again. You could have just had him (laughs) instead of me. I thought I was going to have to. We had a caller call in and said that they've sent you a couple texts. Oh. Oh. oh well, I will the try. Text the text the show one. I'll try. Oh, if they've sent text the show, I can't. I don't even know how to answer that. So unless I <laughs> rusty <text on> my <laughs> phone, and I had my account. No, I don't have any texts on my phone. So I, I, I don't even. I see a, a bunch of numbers that says you have missed a call from. Blah, 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 blah. Please call back using text free mobile app. Ooh. And this is from yesterday at 11.30, so I, I don't know how that works. There's a blank screen here, basically, for me. Hmm. So Sorry. Sorry. Old school today, folks. Yeah, Rusty will have to catch up with that when he gets back. 
Um, Plymouth police officers uh, responded Monday afternoon to Oak Drive where there was a complaint of a person laying down along the sidewalk. Who's tired. Which I don't even know where there's a sidewalk on Oak Drive, really. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, Oak Drive goes clear up to 17, so... There's nothing on that side of the railroad tracks. Go in the other direction. I don't know where there is even a sidewalk. But it, anyway, so this happened about 3.15 in the afternoon. Plymouth uh, police went out and found 31-year-old Stephen Caldress of Rochester. He was sleeping. I told you he was tired. He was also intoxicated. Well, that makes you tired usually. Yes, so he was uh, lodged for public intoxication and transferred to the Marshall County Jail where he was able to sleep it off on a nice, comfy uh, cot. Yes, maybe. Now, you know there's no F in that word. What? Intoxication. It, no. No. He's intoxicated. You always say intoxication. Oh, intoxicated. <laughs> intoxicated. There you go. Okay. <laughs> I got to give you a hard time. And $250 to uh, get out, sleep in the jail for a little That's while. It's a pretty expensive hotel room. Yes, it certainly is. Uh, Some place that I would rather not take advantage of. No, thank you. Um, I did post an interesting story, I thought, on the website. Uh, and I, I didn't know what it was, but I had noticed. Okay, we drive down 31 past Grissom. Quite often, you do too. Mm-hmm. And Grissom, if you're going south, is on the right hand side. And on the left hand side, I had seen there's nice flagpoles that were there. And mm-hmm. I'm like, well, that's kind of weird that these flagpoles have been sitting out there for a couple years now. Yeah. And they have a flag on them and the whole bit. Well, I now know that they're building something over there and it's well on its way. It is going to be. The first of its kind in the United States, it's the National Huey History Museum. And it's for the Huey helicopters that have flown, um, obviously, in multiple wars. And um, this one is especially for the veterans of Vietnam who flew those Huey helicopters. But... They were introduced in the military in 1959, and they're the only helicopter model in the world that has been used in every branch of the military, as well as 50 overseas militaries. And and they're still being built today and used. But there are a lot of Vietnam veterans um, that, you know, flew in those, operated them, or were picked up off of the you know, mm-hmm. battleground or whatever. And so I just, I thought that was really kind of neat. And I, I drive by it. Now I'm kind of excited. I'm going down next month for my grandson's graduation and we'll drive by there. And I'll bet you that building will be enclosed sure. at this point. Yeah. So I thought that was, that was kind of something neat, something a little bit different. Yeah. Um, and, You know, there's also something neat going on that folks need to know. If you've been in downtown Plymouth, there's a new store coming to town. Yeah. In downtown. And, you know, I thought maybe we could chat a little bit about the new store in downtown. Okay. You want to do that? 
Well, of course. Okay. I, of course, I, I have a personal interest in that. It's in the old Watson City News Agency. It sure is. Um, and it's called Butterfly Boutique. So, I don't, I'm not sure. Maybe they sell butterflies in there. I'm, well, I'm not sure. There's a lot of butterflies, but no, none for sale. None no. for sale. Okay. So, tell me a little bit about Butterfly Boutique. Butterfly Boutique is, you know, when I was a little girl... My godmother had a boutique in the booming metropolis of Oxford, Indiana. <laughs> I'd never even heard of it. No. It's uh, southwest of here. Okay. Um, about an hour from Lafayette probably is about the best I can, exp- even more south than Lafayette. So, oh, okay. So I would spend my summers with her when I was young and would go to work with her every day. And yes? so I think I've always had it in the back of my mind, but her boutique was really upscale. I mean, you know, everything was pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. So in the metropolis of the metropolis of Oxford and she was swamped all the time. It was crazy. Um, so when Penny's was closing and, you know, I didn't like going to South Bend to get clothes right? and I don't wear, I wear a plus size. I don't wear a junior or regular Mrs. Size and it was hard to find things. And I just kind of was frustrated with that whole thing. And I thought, well, you know what, what if I could open a store here with all sizes, extra small to three X and make them reasonably priced so, you know, everybody knows that retail therapy is <laughs> yes. kind of a good thing sometimes. And so if you're having a bad day, you can know that you could go to my store and find something in your size that you liked that didn't break the bank. So I needed to keep my real job. Yes. So I had to figure out how I could have a store and not be in it all day. Constantly, yes. So... Thistle and Clove is a store in downtown Plymouth um, that is, I guess you wouldn't call it kind of a consignment store or a a vendor's, a merchant's mall kind of thing. So there's like 20 different vendors in one space and one checkout spot. Okay. So when I put my things in there on my... Uh, tags. I had my booth space number, and that's how they kept track of okay. when they did the bookkeeping at the end of them each month. So for a little over a year, um, 14 months, 15 months, I was inside a Thistle and Clove, and it was wonderful. It was fun. You know, I had a good time trying to find clothes that people would like at a reasonable cost, and um, picking things that were trendy but not too trendy and just on season and you know that kind of thing and I was successful I mean it did well so I outgrew my space (laughs) I had like a hundred square feet maybe a little more and it just I had too much stuff in there (laughs) It was, it really I found too many good things to sell. Yeah. It had really become unpleasant, I think, to shop in there because in my space, because it was so full that it was hard to look at things. You know, the racks were too close together. I mean, I knew they were, but there was, you know, that was the only space left. I had all the space I could take. And so I started looking for a, a bigger spot. And, you know, the mayor's not running again. 
He's made that publicly right um, known. And my position with the city of Plymouth <laughs> is contingent on who the mayor is. Yes, it is. You know, historically, that position has always changed yes. with the mayor. Do I know that that would happen? No, but it could. And so I needed to have a backup plan. And so I actually looked at a building in Culver because I couldn't find it. There wasn't anything. Mm-hmm. Everybody thinks that the that downtown Plymouth is so vacant. Well, go look for a space. And it's not as vacant as people think. Uh-huh. Um, so, um, but while I was looking in Culver, a space downtown came open. So the old Watson City News Agency, uh, the tenants that were in there moved out. You know, and now you already spent time in that store, too. I did. I spent almost two years in that store during the uh, renovation of the city offices. That's where our temporary offices were. So So you were familiar with it. Pretty familiar with that. Got to sit in the front window for all that time. (laughs) But so I've gone in and um, painted and everything that was in Thistle and Clove is now across the street. Plus, I had been stockpiling some more inventory because I'm going from 100 square feet to almost 1,900 square feet. So there is a lot more space, a lot of space to fill up. Um, I've started some new lines that I didn't have before. I'm going to carry pajamas and robes, um, some sandals, flip flops kind of thing. Um, So I'm working towards a soft opening on Saturday. I will be there Saturday, you know, working. And if anybody wants to come in, you know, they're welcome to come in on this Saturday. But then the the grand opening will be on April 23rd at 11 o'clock. Woohoo! Yeah, so there'll be some... God, is the mayor going to come and cut the ribbon? I don't know. I, I probably <laughs> should try to squeeze that into his calendar. Yes. You know, I would I would love to have a grand opening this weekend, but it's Easter and I don't want to compete with that and... Also, I don't want to rush myself. <laughs> right. I want it to be really nice when people come. I'm very excited about, you know, the space is great. Um, lots of great new stuff. And I just want everybody to have a good time. Come and shop. Wow. So um, give us some idea. Like, uh, do you have you have shorts? Because we're coming into short season. I do. I have lots of shorts. I have... Um, Denim shorts. Yes. Two different lengths of denim shorts. I have. Yes, so you have shorter ones and longer mm-hmm, ones for mm-hmm. younger girls and older girls. Mm-hmm. I have different colors. I have some coral, some blue, some khaki colored ones. Um, navy came in yesterday. So, yeah, it, it's never ending. My poor UPS guy and FedEx guy <laughs> I at the house. One day I met the the FedEx guy, or no, it was the UPS guy, and he had a big box of jeans. And you could tell that he was like... It's struggling. It was jeans. And I said, hey, just so you know, it won't be much longer and I'll be uptown. And he's like, what's the address there? And I told him, he goes, not mine. And he kind of skipped down the driveway. (laughs) But that's another thing. I am carrying Judy Blue jeans. And if you've never tried Judy Blue Jeans, which I never had, my daughter shops at a um, boutique in Brownsburg called Ella Mays, and they have Judy Blue Jeans. And we were there one time, and she's like, Mom, you have to try these jeans. They're the greatest thing ever. 
I'm like, I hate jeans. I hate to jean shop. I, yes. They're never comfortable. They I never fit never right. Never fit right. And she's like, no, really, just I'll get you a couple pairs. Go in the dressing room. So she brought me a couple of pairs, and I couldn't believe she was she was telling me the truth. I mean, they they fit really well. They have a little stretch in them, so they're not binding and digging into you. And the plus size of those is oftentimes, if you're like in between a size, you're going to wear the smaller size. Uh-huh. So it's kind of nice to huh, put jeans on and good. go, oh, well, these are a size smaller than usual. <laughs> yeah. So I have um, all different styles and colors and distressed and non-distressed and capris and so holy ones oh yeah the not holy ones i have trouble with that but it's <laughs> yes. what it's what the popular so you actually i mean you actually are are, are planning to have things in that store for te- teens mm-hmm. uh young younger women who are in the workforce i think that's the biggest thing look we don't have any place to shop except for walmart right and if I need a pair of dress pants mm-hmm. and a, a a nice blouse for work or court or mm-hmm. church, there's not a lot of options out yeah. at Walmart. I mean, it's it's blue jeans and it's yeah, and they're, very casual clothes. I'll say there are some other stores, but I mean, I'm in my fifties, right? Uh, Maurice's and Rue Twenty One yeah. are not you know yeah, no. my store, um, but. I have dresses. I have a bunch of dresses that just came in. Uh, I have women's sizes, 1X to 3X, and I have juniors, small through extra large. Um, so there's something for everybody to look at and to choose from. The jeans are size 3 to 24. I do have a hard time getting the 22s and the 24s sometimes. I don't know. I They seem to be a popular size, so I'm... I'm searching all the time with online with this company to try to get more of those sizes. But, you know, I have lots of, you know, 14, 16, 18, 20s, and then all the junior sizes too. So if you were not a jean lover because of the way that they fit, yes, please come check these out. Um, I would love for you to try them on and try on a different, a couple different styles. And I think that you'll be amazed at how comfortable they are. Cool. So, yeah, but it's it's exciting. Um, it's it's a big undertaking. It's you are you are really now a big girl, small business in downtown yeah. Plymouth. <laughs> yep, we're going to be open from eleven in the morning until seven in the evening, um, and I will have someone working in there for me from eleven to four, and then I will be working from four to seven, and then on Saturdays I'll be open nine to four. Now, that was in one of the things with Thistle and Clove. They closed at four or five, depending on the day. And if you worked... It made it really difficult. It made it difficult yes. for you to get there. So by staying open till seven, I hope to cater to the folks that work till five o'clock or work till five in South Bend. And they can still get back to town and they can still shop on a weeknight wow. rather than waiting till the weekend. Um, we will be doing some online stuff. I post a lot of pictures on the Butterfly Boutique Shoot. Um, yeah. Facebook page and if you see something that you like you can send us a message or call us on the phone and we'll pull it ship and to hold you. it mm-hmm. or pull yeah we'll pull it and hold it for you or we'll ship it to you and you can pay online wow. so yeah it's 
I'm hoping to be a, I don't know, customer service is really important to me. You know, I, I deliver things to people during COVID. (laughs) I, you know, I did lots of leaving on door, you know, front door handles of folks because that's just, that's my business model Mm -hmm. is, and the girls that are working for me, I told them, I said, the number one thing that I want you to remember is when folks come in the door, I want them to feel welcomed and comfortable, comfortable enough to ask you to help them or comfortable enough to just look. And even if they just come in and look and don't buy anything, that's fine too. I mean, of course, I would love for you to buy something when you come in, but if you come in and you just want to check it out, I want you to feel just as welcomed as someone that spends lots of money. You know, that's the one thing at Maurice's that I don't like Mm -hmm. is the minute you walk in the door, they're on you. Yeah. Um, And and it's not just like, uh, you know, when you walk into Subway to get your lunch, they go, hi, from the counter. They're, They're not you know, attacking me as I walk in the door. And that's the thing, you know, just acknowledge that you saw me come in and that you're there. And if I need help, I'll ask. Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. Um, Or if you see me, you know, going through the blue jeans, come over. Can I help you find the right size? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Or. Oh, I really don't know what size it would be. Yeah. That's just (laughs) it. Yeah, then yeah. that's where they can kind of step in and say, well. my Or yell out from the dressing room, hey, excuse me. Because you know, that's the thing. You get in the dressing yes. room and you need a smaller size and you're like, oh, I got to put my Well, it's not on. so bad if you need a smaller size. When it's you when you one. need a larger size because how am I covering up because this doesn't cover everything it mm-hmm. needs to cover. So I'm stuck. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, I got to take this off, put my clothes back on. Go back out there, get the other size, come back in, take my clothes off, put the new thing on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gets. Yep. Um, we're going to have gift cards. So if you need to buy a gift for someone, ah. we'll have gift cards available. Uh, we will wrap. Oh. If you need to nice. purchase a gift, we'll wrap. Um, so I just really am excited. Oh, my goodness. So the 23rd. The 23rd of April, yes, 11 o'clock. There will be a little door prize for the first 50 customers. So you might want to plan accordingly. Wow. You know, I don't know. It's, I love Plymouth. Everybody knows, obviously, when you're the promotion of the city you, uh, yes. coordinator, you love Plymouth. Um, I love our downtown. The You know, the merchants work so hard to, you know, provide what everyone needs and wants and I just think it gets a bad rap sometimes. It's it's like I always say, I get so tired of hearing people. I used to get tired of hearing yeah. people say, there's nothing to do in Plymouth. Well, let me list those off for you. You know, that's not the case. There's tons to do in Plymouth. There are lots of places to shop in Plymouth. If, if you need something in Plymouth and you can't find it, then you're not looking very hard. Because, right. you know, I I don't know. You know, as the promotion of the city director, one of your big projects that you undertake each year is the Mayor's Month of Music. Mm-hmm. Um, that happens in August, so there's some time. But are are you at a point yet where you have it all taken care of, or are you sure. still working? Yes, it's all taken care of. Um, I let yesterday. I spent the day reaching out to food trucks to make sure that we're going to ah. have some food. 
Um, the lineup this year is uh, the first concert, which is also the all-school reunion. We're going to pair mm-hmm. up with um, PHS Alumni Association again and do the all-school reunion. Is going to be the Bishops. And the Bishops tried to play last year, and they got three songs in, and then the weather said no. <laughs> Um, it was that was actually a pretty scary thing because it was a it was a lightning storm yes. and people wouldn't leave the park because it was their reunion time and they were having such a good time and I appreciate that but I really didn't want to see anybody struck by lightning <laughs> so uh, the bishops are coming back good. they're a, um, a dance band from Indianapolis they they they're were really awesome. big yes yeah they're a big group they. They performed at somebody local's wedding, daughter's uh, Dave wedding. Dave Morrow's daughter's <laughs> wedding, yes. <laughs> yes. So, yes, we'll be name droppers now. Yeah, we will. So they'll be here the first week. The second week is the 1985 band. Oh. And you will truly feel like you've been transported back to the, the 80s. 80s. And yes. They do costume changes and fun. I mean, they're just a really fun group. Uh, then we will be bringing back Cornfield Mafia. Which one is, of the mayor's yes. picks. Yeah, that that one was one. The mayor was somewhere at some festival or something, and I get a phone call, and it's so loud. He's <laughs> like, "Hey, listen to this," and he holds his phone out so that I could hear this <laughs> band playing, and I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> get their card," <laughs> and so we had them come, and they're phenomenal. They were the night that they were there. I was so busy with other things that I only got to kind of hear them. And I was really disappointed because what I had heard was really good. And so I got on their website and I looked and they were going to be in Delphi the next night. So I told Kevin, we're going to Delphi tonight. He's like, (laughs) why? (laughs) Well, because I want to listen to that band and they're playing there. So we went to Delphi the next night and he recognized us in the crowd. From the night before. Yeah. And even called us out. So <laughs> then the next night, the next Friday is a band called What You See Is What You Get. I think there's a song that has that, mm-hmm. those lyrics in it. Yep. So I'm excited about them. And then let's see. So that's it. It actually ends up being five Fridays. Yes. Because so you do the Friday of Blueberry Bishop, too. Bishops. 18, 1985, Cornfield Mafia, what you see, what you get. Oh, and the first Friday in September is Kennedy's Kitchen. Oh, okay. So now that is right. going to be some different music for some folks. Right. It's it's very different from, you know, what we're going to have the other four. But they are a great group to listen to. And, and I, they have a big following. They have a big following. I think you will enjoy it no matter what kind of music you like. I think it's very catchy, and I think that um, it's just, you know, I've told people that I believe that at this point with Mayor's Month of Music, it really doesn't matter who's playing. It's just where you go on Friday night in August. Yep, exactly. You know, you grab your cooler with your, your whatever you want to drink and your food if you want, or you go to the ATM and get some cash and get ready to go to the food trucks and meet your friends down there and it's just a great hangout it really is it's a lot of fun to watch the park get there early and watch the park fill up oh yeah with all these people mm-hmm. um and the mayor's uh youth council um runs a concession stand not anymore no 
It's okay. um, Relay for Life. Ah, okay. They they have taken it over. The Well, the mayor's group does one of the nights. Okay. Because they have a Relay for Life team. Aha. Uh-huh. But it's the different teams for the Relay for Life. So we do have the concession stand. And I have asked them to try to keep everything at a dollar because that's how much it was originally. Because... Inflation is going to make that difficult. It though. is going to make it difficult. But I just really, you know, the concert is free. It's a free night of entertainment. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to keep, keep everything it. as cheap, inexpensive, is a better word, as possible. And so um, they, I, someone just asked me a question. I, I will get back. <laughs> I'll get to that, Linda. Um, and that's really how that concession stand has changed. At the beginning of Mayor's Month of Music, we didn't have food trucks. It was just right. the concession stand. And then it became so big that we added some food trucks. And so now we have four or five food trucks there every Typically week. the same ones, mm-hmm. but sometimes they change out yep. a little bit. So I know that Chubby Buddies is going to be there for sure. And I know that um, Bob's Cafeteria is going to be there for sure. Um, pretty sure the um, Philadelphia Ice Guy is going to be there which is kind of like a sorbet kind of. I don't know if you got any of that last year, but it was really good. So he'll be there for sure. Um, I'm hoping Cravon Tacos will be there, and I'm hoping Ben's Pretzels. I'm waiting to hear back from both of them. Uh, the Cotton Candy and Snow Cone guy will be there. Cool. So, you know, there'll be some options for you. Yeah. Um, there's and it's a kid-friendly. Ne- I yeah. mean, if yeah. you want to bring your children, you can't. Lay a blanket out, and mm-hmm. if you have small ones, they can lay there and, yep. you know. Uh, oh, and Dainty Donuts will be there, and the Kettle Corn Guy. <laughs> I'm so glad Linda's listening. Uh, I had gotten a request for the American English Band, which is a Beatles band. Mm-hmm. And I talked with them, and the Mayor's Month of Music is paid for through sponsorship. There are no tax dollars at all spent on Mayor's Month of Music. Um, I I get sponsorship from local organization, not, well, businesses. It, yep. And so um, we spend for that, for all of Mayor's Month of Music, it's about $20,000. And um, and you have to find that, those funds. Right. And the American English Band was going to be a quarter of that budget. So they were just really outside. Well, probably even more because they wanted $5,000 plus hotel, like eight or nine hotel rooms. So it was really outside of my budget. Mm-hmm. I would love to have them. I went and looked at their um, promo videos and read some of their reviews and they're amazing. But it almost be like somehow if you could work with another community. Mm hmm. To share like the motel or something, you yeah. know, or, or that say, okay, look, I, I can book you for this amount, but I can also book you the next weekend for, or the next night for here. Yeah. So you kind of get a two for one type situation or something. Yeah. So maybe next year we'll work towards that. If anybody wants to sponsor the American English Beatles <laughs> Band, I'm more than happy to talk to you. Um. Also, you mentioned Delphi, but that's not where we went to eat. Friday night. Where did we go eat? We went to Akron. Akron. Okay. To Christie's Hometown Bar and Grill. Yes. I, I would really... Nothing against Akron. I don't have anything against Akron. Actually, I like it a lot. But they have Dillies across the street. Right. And then this. And they were both swamped Saturday early. Yeah. Yeah. We went on Saturday instead of Friday. And it wasn't even late. 
No. It was, and I think it was six o'clock when we got there or so. But they were both packed. Plus, there were other restaurants in that town. It's like, holy cow. This little bitty town. Yeah. Has has great restaurants. Christie's was really good. It it was, was. I will say that it was kind of slow, but the lady that was our waitress, who I'm pretty sure was the owner. (laughs) Yeah, I got that impression. She apologized up front about it. She said, I'm down a girl. I'm so sorry. But once we ordered, everything seemed to come pretty quickly. And our food was piping hot, which is my big pet peeve. I cannot stand to have warm or cold food. Exactly. And um, great options. Lots of choices Mm -hmm. on the menu. Jim had prime rib, Mm -hmm. um, which he said was very good. And it was, you know, a nice cut of prime rib. Uh, I had the the coconut shrimp um, that came with a baked potato and and the special dipping sauce. It was really good. Mm -hmm. Kevin had the bluegill and he loved it. And then I had barbecued ribs. Oh, they looked so good. They were really good. And I don't like a sweet barbecue sauce. I like more of a savory. And this was definitely that. And they were really tender. And I couldn't eat them all. Kevin ate the rest. So he had bluegill and barbecued ribs. (laughs) But no, and it was reasonably priced. I mean, I'm not going to say it was cheap, but it wasn't expensive. Um, Very casual in the, you know, of what? You yeah. got a you got a pair of blue jeans and a sweatshirt you on. You're good to go. Yeah. Kevin had a beer and it was like icy cold. <laughs> and, and, it you really know. was icy. And that was you know especially with summer coming up. I think that yes. people like to come in and have an ice cold beer, and it definitely was. So, you know, it was family friendly. There was a bar area, but there was all you know you could have kids it's, in there. It is. I will tell you, it's tight. Yes. Um. It's they, a small space with a lot of tables in there. So they're, you know, when you get into your chair. Um, you're, we, you're not going anywhere. Yeah, you're you're basically going to be sitting in there. And if you have a loud person sitting behind you <laughs> talking at the top of their lungs, it was. And you have your hearing aids and you yeah, might want to turn, turn them, them down. off. <laughs> yeah, but it was, I, I would go back there. Oh, yeah, I would too. Definitely. It's yeah. fun. Now, let's. Talk a little bit because we don't we never get to talk about this. No, let's talk about the the other restaurant. Let's talk about Dilly's a little bit. Yeah, Dilly's That's is yeah. Neat. It's in the old, and I'm hoping I'm saying this right. The old International Harvester dealer is what was there back in the day. So there's wood floors and high ceilings, and it's very industrial. Brick walls, brick walls, but, and I'm not saying this in a bad way, but weird food. I mean, they have interesting combinations and regular stuff, too. But there's always a special, and it's a little on the kind of cutting it, edge. Yeah. I, I, when you say, yeah, it's not really weird, but it's like, it is not your typical... Yeah, it's not a steak, know. chicken, or fish. Right. You know, exactly. Something with a cool sauce or something, you know, it's with been... some different punched up flavors that combinations that you may not think of so and once again it's not the cheapest place you'll ever go but it's not the most expensive place you'll ever go but it's, it's a, a little i would say it's a little more up style though mm-hmm. or i mean you could make it you could make it a nice fancy dinner out oh, if sure. you wanted to an evening out it, it's that that kind of place but 
you're also fine to go with blue jeans and yeah. a sweater on. Yeah. Um, Kevin and I always get the jalapeno corn dip, I think it's called. <laughs> oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. So we... And they have good desserts there, too. Yeah. That, you know, that's kind of... <laughs> That's Kevin's litmus test of a good restaurant if they have good desserts. Now, we did not eat dessert Saturday not, night. I, I thought I saw raspberry cheesecake listed on up on the front menu, though. Yeah. But I didn't see I anything think, else, so. I think we were all pretty full, too. Yeah. I, and it was, we were, we were there a long time. Yeah, we were gone from Plymouth for like three hours. <laughs> so. Yeah. You know, it's it a 40-minute drive to get there, but. Yeah, it, it was fun. I think. The week before we went to Niles to create. Oh, that was a really unique place. Yeah. And that's someplace it was easy to get to. It's in yes. you know, downtown Niles on 11th Street, I think it was. And what is really was cool that night is um, going back to 2018 when we had the flood, there was a young man, not from our community, but stepped in and became a member of our community to help us through the flooding time. And his name was Clark DeFluter. And Clark is involved with the Walkerton Junior League football program. Oh. And uh, he's an artist. And when I, when I looked at the website for this restaurant, they have uh, live music and they also have artists there creating art in the restaurant. And it was amazing that the night we were going, Clark was going to be there. And so it's it like, he, wow. Yeah. I, hey, I know him. So not only did we have an acoustic guitar player playing music for our dinner, Clark was there painting. So it was kind of fun. And there's art on all the walls there that's for purchase. So, you know, if you want to support a local artist. It's a creative, very creative space. Mm-hmm. The yep. meal was very nice, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there, too, it's it's casual atmosphere. Yeah. Um, but you can make it fancier if you want. On the tables, there's paper and the colored pencils on the tables. Yep. Encouraging you to be a creative, which we weren't. No, we weren't. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, and they have a, a, a nice menu with a lot of options. Gosh, I can't even remember what what I ate there. I had a steak there. Kevin had the jambalaya. Um, did Jim have chicken? No, you had chicken. And oh, Jim had, had the a, pork chop. Yep, there you go. Yeah, I see I can remember food, but <laughs> can't remember what I did yesterday. But um, no. And now, th- we, we, we can't go on Friday night this week. Because um, it's the... good Friday. We could. Oh, I thought, he wasn't, gonna, I thought oh. he wasn't going to be around. Who knows? Yeah, I thought Kevin said he wouldn't be home. I'll have to check in time on Friday. So, um, and so... He's been gone a lot lately. <laughs> that's because you're setting up the store and he doesn't want to paint and unpack all those clothes. He certainly doesn't want to paint. It's his least favorite thing in the whole world. So, But he did build my um, the forms for my dressing, dressing room. room. So there, That's so sweet of him. The rest of that stuff to come today, <laughs> I hope, so I can put those together. Speaking about all this food has kind of made me a little bit hungry, and I want to let folks know that tonight at the Plymouth Elks Lodge, they're open to the public, um, and they have a really limited menu on Wednesdays, but Mm -hmm. they have meatloaf. Oh, I love meatloaf. (laughs) They also have a fish basket and a tenderloin platter. 
And I know Rusty really likes the tenderloins, and Jim's a big meatloaf kind of guy. Um, and those meals are ten ninety five, and that includes your choice of salad, potato, and dessert. And they're serving from five until seven p.m. They do also do carryouts for that, so you can check them out. And Brownie was telling us that um, they're getting ready, not yet, but they will be opening up the salad bar again. Oh, good. So that'll be have nice. The, the red macaroni salad. Yes, that's my favorite. That's Kevin's favorite. I love that. And his wife has got that secret, you know, recipe for that. So, yeah. Well, Laura, we have made it to the, and we didn't screw anything up not, too much. Not too bad, I don't think. Um, let's see. We do have a birthday. And don't forget, if you want to say congratulations, best wishes to Jeff Yazel tomorrow from two to three yeah. at the wastewater treatment plant. Wastewater treatment plant that's out on Oak Hill Avenue. Yep, they have a really nice. Conference, conference room, room mm-hmm. right when you in. go in it's to your right yeah, so really you won't nice. have to look around for it you just drive in the drive and the, use the main entrance and pretty simple there it is all right here we go yeah. and it's birthday time on wtca celebrating a birthday today we have linda rippy recent retired from the museum so Happy birthday to you, Linda. And Phil Copes. And Phil Copes, too. Plymouth Rocky. He lives too far away. I know, but I wish he would come back. I know. You, you wanted him to come back and be the... come back. You wanted him to come back and be the football coach. I did. He's a <laughs> fine, fine young man and football coach. And I just really... He and Morgan, I miss them. Yes. Well, birthdays on WTCA are brought to you by... The Coffee Lodge, where our winner on Friday will get the small drink of their choice. And also, they're brought to you by... I, I was reading a text message. La Dessert. La Dessert Cafe. Yes, reading a text message. Where the winner will receive four cupcakes. Mm. Oh, They're so good. One of these days, I just have to go over there and just surprise everybody with cupcakes. That sounds so good. Yep. Yes, so... Yep, and a little more free advertising. So if you want to shop this Saturday, I will be there. If you want to come in from 11 to 4, I should be there. But if you want to wait for the grand opening, it'll be Saturday, April the 23rd, 11 a.m. till 4 p.m. Face it, if you see Laura in the store... Yeah. You know know that she's working, but... She doesn't mind to knock on the window in a wave like, hey, I see you. And she might say, come, come on, on in. in. Yep. So, but but don't interrupt her too long. She's got a lot of work to get done. got a lot of done. work to get done. But now, yeah. the, some of the girls that are helping you are going to come in tonight and help get things. Yes. We're going to try to get a few things done. I'm going to train them on the cash register so that they have that. It's really simple. It won't take them long. Um, so I'm excited. I, there's four different girls that are helping me. I appreciate them all so much. Um, but so when you go in, if you go in from 11 to four, you're going to see a different face every day, every day, Mondays and Fridays are the same, same face, but Okay. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday will be a different face. Um, and if you want to see me, you'll have to wait till after four because I'll be upstairs. I won't be far away. Nope. Exactly. I will be just a phone call away. Yeah. But so I'm excited. One of the girls that is working is Bill Watson's sister. Oh, this is neat because 
that she would be, would have been in that yeah. store. So I was so excited when Jennifer said yes because I was like, it's just like kind of a piece of the Watsons in yes. the, back in there. So, and I'm I'm hoping that Bill is shining down and not <laughs> grimacing I am, at oh, me. Oh, I'm sure he is. I am sure he's very excited. Yeah, uh, to see yeah. something in there local get mm-hmm. going again. So, uh, next up we have anniversaries. Anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. Have any of those? I do not have it. I have one tomorrow. Oh, good. But I don't have an anniversary for today. But our anniversary winner uh, wins at the end of the month. We draw out of the hat and they get a $50 gift certificate from the Deaton Clemens Van Gilder Funeral Home here in Plymouth. That gives you the opportunity to go to one of these restaurants that we have selected for yeah. you. And you could have dinner again and celebrate your anniversary there you go so yeah that's fun and finally throw away my candy wrapper Uh finally it's time for the trading post oh i saw him put something in there it's about time because i keep threatening to get rid of this thing all right for sale we have two brown leather lift chairs well these are always Oh, yeah. In great demand. Yeah. Uh, two years old. They're in excellent condition. They want $400 for each one of them. Well, they're like and the lift chairs are, can, yes, can go anywhere from, you know, seven or 800 all the way up to, I, I know my dad's, I paid 1500 for mm-hmm. it. So, um, so two brown leather lift chairs, the number to call 574-540-2520. That's 540-540. 2520. Good deal. And that's it for us today. I I think we did okay. I think we did great. But don't plan on me doing this a Get lot. Better, Rusty. Yeah. But it but if he does go on vacation, Laura. Okay. You're gonna be my gal too. Okay. Go to. You're my go to gal. Okay. All right. Um I do not know. Okay, we're time for the news. I Push the right know. button. I gotta find the news. <laughs> um, everybody, have a great day. Thank you for listening and putting up with us today. And we'll be back tomorrow morning, right after the nine o'clock news with the What's Your Opinion show. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Linda Kenyon in Washington. We're learning more now. About-